Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have another special and amazing guest, Jenna Faith, and she is the cash flow queen and she has just really helps people really kind of scale their their business. Um, and one of the ways that she does it is obviously through social media, but she specializes also in email, which is kind of her secret weapons under the radar. So today's topic is the email millionaire. And we're going to be talking about just the mindset behind what's going on in email today and how to leverage email to generate revenue, get more clients, and really grow so that you can have that freedom as an entrepreneur that you've always wanted. So Jenna, welcome to the show. Oh, happy to be here. Excited to talk about email today. Yes, Thanks absolutely. For having me. You're such a dynamic entrepreneur <laughs> and you know, there's a lot of things that you do specialize in. And so I'm really grateful that we get to talk about email with you because you know, you've really been able to do well in that area. And so why don't you kind of give us a little bit of background on how you kind of fell into email marketing and kind of as you share your story with us, if you can kind of share some of the limiting beliefs that you had that maybe kept you from email originally and kind of yeah. what took you over the edge to get you to become a believer. Yeah. So I'm like a lot of other entrepreneurs and I want to, you know, when I first started, just wanted to utilize free platforms. You know, I kind of came into this without much capital, didn't have a whole lot of money when I started. So I had to do the whole bootstrapping thing. So I'm like, okay, social media, it's free. So I was on the social media bandwagon for a long time, um, mainly Instagram, but not today's Instagram, 2013 Instagram, which is totally different than today's Instagram. And, you know, that's how I started to build my audience. And I just was always a natural content creator. Um, and I just noticed that a lot of my stuff wasn't being seen. And that kind of frustrated me because I'm like, it's such good content and people aren't seeing it. Um, and through the years, um, social media has obviously changed. There's algorithms now where there weren't alg algorithms before. There's a lot more people on the platforms as well, um, which is actually something I was talking about to a friend the other day about how Instagram is so, it's so fast paced. It kind of almost turned into like a Twitter. Um, like I remember Twitter was just, I just couldn't keep up with it because if you're not constantly on there, you're losing steam. Like people aren't seeing you. And I feel like, um, you know, Instagram has gotten that way. Facebook with their censorship, their algorithm, it's re really just got hard to be seen. And I wanted my content to be seen because I knew that it was transformative. I knew that people could get a lot of value out of it. So the first thing I ever did was just committed to doing one email a week. And when I, it was just a mindset of like, I'm committed to this, I am disciplined. I'm going to send it every week, Wednesday at 10 a.m. <laughs> so I kind of gave myself just just one thing to do. In addition to what I was doing on social media, I never stopped social media, but it was like, I, I was looking for something else to really capture my audience. So I committed to once a week and also committed that every time I sent out an email, 
I wanted someone to get something out of it, whether they were going to buy from me, whether they were going to book a call with me, whether they were going to join one of my programs, no matter what, I wanted them to read my email and get something out of it. So that's something that I highly suggest to people as well is to be really intentional um, with whatever you're doing. Obviously, today we're talking about email. So if you do decide to go the email route, just be really intentional about how you want your people to feel and how you want your people to receive your content. So that was like the first thing for me. Um, and got into that. And then I was like, oh, I have a lot more to say. <laughs> so, you know, just doing once a week wasn't enough. So I started to up the ante on like how many times a week I was sending. Um, and it really just became an everyday thing. Right now, it's about five times a week um, that I send. I don't recommend that necessarily for everyone, especially if you're don't if you're not super creative or if you don't like writing, um, that might not be in alignment with who you are. But I would say a minimum of once once to twice a week. Um, to really stand out. Um, and it's just like any other platform. You know, the people that are doing great on podcasting are very consistent. They're doing it, you know, at least once a week. People that are on TikTok, they're posting every single day. So it's all about the consistency and about the intention when you go into something like email marketing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that. I love that. Now, you know, with that, a lot of times, you know, people have that kind of belief that, you know, is email dead or does email mm -hmm. still work? You know, what do you have to say to people yeah. who kind of think about that? <laughs> I say are Starbucks, Amazon, and all of these amazing companies making billions of dollars every year. And they are. And if you look in your inbox, you have at least an email or more every single day from those companies. So That's something's so got to be working for these huge companies and corporations that are making billions and billions. They're still advertising. So advertising obviously works. They're still sending emails. Um and sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, right? Because you get the emails every day, but it's like, it, it's got to be working. If it wasn't working, they wouldn't be doing exactly. that, that's right? right. That's right. Yes, that's so good. And and I can attest, you know, email is a, still a very, very powerful way to be able to grow your business. And so part of that, though, is people don't know how to really grow their list yeah. and grow that subscriber list, you know? So what are your, what are your kind of, uh, you know, what, what's the mindset behind that? So uh, it, as with everything that I do, it's always, you know, I'm a little bit different because I don't put people in a box. I don't say like, there's only one way to do it. It's like, what's the way that's in alignment for you? And for me, there's three main ways that you can grow your list. So you can do it organically, um, you know, using the social media channels you have and just, you know, talking about your opt-in, talking about, you know, a video that you're going to do or a podcast and then asking people to subscribe. That used to work a lot easier a few years ago. Now, not so much. Um, so like to me, it feels like it's something that's very difficult to do, especially if you're also still growing your audience on social media. Um, so that's one way um, it does work. It takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of time, and it's very slow. Um, then we can go all the way to the other side of the spectrum and just say, you know what? I have capital. I have cash flow. Let's just run ads, you know, and run ads to an opt-in or something that you want people to download get them on your list. But my favorite way is kind of falls right in the middle. It's free still, it's organic still. Um, but what it is is really leveraging other people's audiences. So collaborating with people who have a similar audience, kind of like what we're doing right now yes. Um, yes. and getting in front of an audience that you wouldn't normally get in front of wow. either paid or doing your organic stuff. And so really, you know, basically borrowing somebody else's audience to bring them over to your email list. And that's been really successful for me. It's been really successful for my clients. And like I said, it does take a little bit of effort, but it's still free and it's still organic. So a lot of people do like once they get it, 
they're like, oh, this is actually really easy, <laughs> right? So if I could maybe um, do a training, like for your audience, Adam, you know, and you get me in front of thousands of people that have never heard of me before, or even just doing this podcast, right? Um, right. That I has, have found over the last two years has been really the way to really leverage and grow quickly. Good. Um, yes. Not only that, but the, you know, no like and trust is something that's been around forever. Uh, yeah. When you're doing kind of partnerships, JV stuff, um, being recommended by somebody, being interviewed on somebody's podcast, there's instant trust, right? Mm-hmm. So your people are automatically going to trust me because they trust you. And so there's like, you eliminate a lot of the stuff that needs to happen when you're doing cold traffic ads or you're doing organic social media, because it's already built in, um, that trust. Uh, so you kind of skip over that step. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, as you grow your email list, right. I think a lot of people have gotten to the point where maybe they started to get emails, but they just didn't know how to nurture them because Mm -hmm. that's another part of it. So what is your process for nurturing and how do you think about yeah, a lot of times people have questions like, should I email every day? And how do I have time to email every day? And that kind of thing. What do you say to that? Yeah. Yeah. The nurture part is major, right? Because a lot of people can get people on their list, but then they're like, they're not converting. Like, you know, people aren't actually buying my stuff or they're not taking the next step with me. And I think it goes back to what I was saying before about being really intentional. So I knew that when, when you read my email, I want you to walk away with something. I want you to have, even if it's just the slightest little tip or trick or hack or something that you can take and apply to your business. So that's how I look at all of my emails. Um, and what that does is just really builds up like goodwill with your audience. You know, they know that no matter what, whether they buy something or not, they're still going to get value from you. And, you know, that's the key to nurturing is just giving high value um, to your people so that they feel comfortable, they feel safe, they can trust you. Um, Also the consistency in how many times you send the email. Like if you say that you're going to send an email every day, but then you only send it once a week, that's kind of like you're, you're going back on your word. So it's also building trust that way that they see you being consistent and they see you dedicated to bringing value to them. Yes. That's so good. And I think that consistency is so key because that does build a lot of trust. You know, when you're consistent, you show up, you know, you're there. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. what about the, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the conversion piece, you know, now you got them nurtured. How do we bring them home? Yeah. So this, I mean, and it really depends on who you are and how you frame your emails and the things that you do. But what I find is that you just have to be really direct, you know, and tell them, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go listen to my podcast. I want you to download this thing. I want you to go look at this sales page. Um, when I first started, I gave a ton of value, but never made calls to action. Um, <laughs> so once I started making calls to action, it was a little weird for my audience because they're, they were just like, well, Jen only gives value. She never makes calls to action. What is she doing selling to us? So I had to kind of change the dynamic with my audience to like, Jen is always going to sell you something, right? So it's, again, it's the intention. It's when somebody gets on your list, like laying out those expectations right. as soon as they get on your list with the welcome email and the nurture sequences in the right. beginning, like, Hey, you're going to hear from me like three to five times a week. This right. is, these are the types of things I'm going to talk about and really just setting that up so that they know what to right. expect. Um, so my people know if they get an email without a call to action, they're like, what's wrong with Jen? Um, because <laughs> I've made it a point that like, yes, I'm going to sell you something. Yeah. You can still stay on my list and never buy anything, but I'm always going to make the call to action there. So I think you just have to be really direct. And when you're, this is something that I say to my clients all the time, like people always are asking like, when can I sell or how much can I sell? And I think you can sell in 
relation to the amount of value you give. So if you're always giving value, it's okay to always be selling. You just don't want to be that person who only pops into somebody's inbox when you have something to sell. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Such great advice and so freeing. Now, uh, just a kind of funny side question. What do you aim for as far as open rates? What do you have as a target goal? So interesting, interesting. We're actually just in the process right now of switching email service providers. That's something that is really, um, it's, it's pertinent for me to have good deliverability, to have decent open rates. Now the open rates aren't going to be 50%, 60%. I think a lot of people have that in their head that, you know, it's going to be a really high number. Number one is the open rates are inaccurate anyway, um, especially with Gmail and just different things that are happening, you know, behind the scenes with servers and things like that. Um, deliverability is not as great, but compared to social media, and the amount of people that are seeing your stuff on social media, it's wonderful. <laughs> so let's say I have 5,000 friends. I have 5,000 friends on my, uh, almost 5,000 on my Facebook. When I make a post, my good post or the post that I feel like, wow, that got a lot of engagement. I got like a hundred likes, you know? So what's a hundred compared to 5,000 people that are supposedly friends with me on Facebook. Now, if I have 5,000 people on my list and let's just say, let's go low and say only 10% of those people open, Right. That means 500 people saw my email, 500 right. people saw my thing. So yeah, the number itself is like, oh, it's only a 10% open rate, but right. that's 500 people that I know saw my offer and yeah. saw what I put out there way more than social media. So, so I would say on average, um, what I'm hearing from other people and what we're doing is about 20% is pretty average, 20 to 30%. Um, even a 15% is not horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. I know a few people that can go above that, but usually those people have like super small lists. Right. Um, but once you start getting bigger, yeah, we're like hovering just, right around, we're hovering right around like 14 to 17%. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. Pretty, pretty yeah. standard. So yeah, I like that. That's good. I love this. Okay, great. I know people are like, oh my gosh, you're inspiring me to get back to my email. Thank you for <laughs> helping me become independent again, because I've been so reliant on Zuckerberg and all these other platforms. So for the people who want to really master <laughs> skill set, right? They want to be able to start diving back into growing their list and making conversion sales. Where can they find you? You have a, um, a special five-hour funnel process that you yes. <laughs> so I created the five-hour funnel because that has that was always also one of the pushbacks. Was like, okay, once people get on my list, like, what do I do? Um, and this is the most important part, right? Because if I get somebody, if I get on somebody's list. And the first few emails are not doing anything for me. I'm probably going to unsubscribe. You know, I'm going to grab the PDF or whatever it is that I download it. And then I'm not going to be, I'm not going to want that person in my inbox. So this is a really crucial point for you to create something immediately after someone downloads your initial thing that makes them want to stay on your list. That makes them feel like I made the right decision by giving this person my email. So what I've done in the five-hour funnel is essentially set you up to create um, based on templates that are proven in my business to create your first funnel. Um, and it would go from like a download or an opt-in or lead magnet, whatever you have. And it just teaches you how to properly set it up so that people know what the expectation is from you. Um, and they know about you, they learn about you and they know about your offers, um, within the first week of them signing up for your list. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I love that. Yes, yes, and yes. 
I would take a lot of time for you to figure out on your own and money. So just to be able mm-hmm. to learn about that is amazing. Well, here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, go message Jenna Faith, DM her on IG. We're going to put her handle here below in the description and connect with her about this. This is very valuable. And Jenna, thank you so much for taking time, sharing your wisdom, your ideas, Absolutely. your thoughts with our, <laughs> with our tribe here. And uh, this has been very valuable. And you're a powerhouse communicator to teach and train <laughs> in like 15, 20 minutes. All the we talked about here. Some people would have to go to a conference to get this kind of value. So yes. <laughs> I appreciate you for, for being on. Awesome. To those of you who are listening, make sure that you subscribe to this, uh, to this channel and also uh, share this episode. Leave a six-star review. I think there's only five stars, but leave a six-star review that helps us get a little bit more uh, engagement here on the uh, on the iTunes store and uh, also on the podcast app in Google Play. And so thank you so much for being with us. Until next time, we will see you in the next episode.